Welcome to episode 293 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. He is still wearing a Halloween shirt. It is not Halloween, but his name is Russell John Fisher. Hello. Would you care to know the backstory on my Halloween shirt? No. Also joining us <laughs> from Atlanta, Georgia, is engineer Randy Michael Statt. That's me. Yeah, Russ, you got to get with the program. It is now Noir Vember. It's no longer spooky season. Also what? joining us as engineer, <laughs> assistant, production assistant, Oksana Valeriyeva Osachi. Hi. Got both of you coming here with zeros. What do you mean? You want to hear about my shirt? <laughs> I have a detailed backstory. And then Randy, whatever bullshit he just said. Dude, we're about to carve pumpkins tonight. <laughs> By the way, can we talk about the pumpkin carving? What about it? Those pumpkins lasted 30 minutes yeah. outside. Well, our weather's been manic. Every oh, candle man. we put in, we had to replace them like 10 times throughout the night because they just... I, don't... I think those things started to mold as you were carving them. <laughs> a couple of them looked it like was, it. It was wild. Th- those candles, though, were the problem. Those They were terrible. What, little, little tea lights? Yeah. Last night, we were out front, and I lit the uh, expensive hurricane from the place I work. Uh, hurricane is... Katrina. It's an outdoor candle holder. That thing cost $500. It's cracked, so I just took it home. And I forgot I lit the candle. Dude went out this morning. It was still lit. But those tea lights were from the Dollar Tree. Exactly. And that bag was a dud because usually those those candles are great. No, they were. Yeah, they lasted a minute. Yeah, they're tea lights. About the time you could take a photo. Yeah, but I've had tea lights that run. Run for a, a minute. Well, you get you put them in your uh, your, in your saltwater pool. <laughs> no, dude, tea light candles are okay. Those ones were garbage. They're cute. Hmm. Randy, thoughts on tea lights? I honestly don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know about tea light candles, dude. I have maybe seen one before, but not, little, I don't know it by name. Little the, candles you put in your uh, oil diffuser, or okay, <laughs> they're little. They're little. <laughs> Baby tiny candles. Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, have you ever seen a small candle? <laughs> yeah. I have one right here, actually. Hold on. Oh, my God. Is this oh. one? No. no. That's not a tea light. Oh, it's pretty small. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, Randy, I'm talking palm of your hand. Okay, yeah. Dude, yeah. you know what we got to do? Hmm. We got to start doing, like, Clark the King of the Candle TikTok videos where you review candles. Clark the King of the <laughs> Candle. We we love a good alliteration. So what am I, King Diamond? Kinda. You could wear makeup. <laughs> Have a human skull with you. Ugh. Dude, you could light the candle on the skull. And I what? I just review candles. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's fucking your regular life anyway. <laughs> That's fair. Dude, I, you have so many. How much money do you spend on candles? I know we've been here before on the well, show, but my 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 recent lifestyle change of of being a traveling man. <laughs> Has impeded on my candle buying well, okay. ability. When there's a gap in the market, you got to jump in there. I have also thought about buying travel candles. Uh, thank you. It, are those a thing? Yeah. Oh, somebody beat you to it. I mean, I wasn't ever going to get. I was going to give you, you some know capital. my work ethic. Your startup bit company, <laughs> Travel Candles. Travelcandles.com. <laughs> have an attachment put on your phone so you can just look at your phone. On I your love candle. What was the last thing we did before I sat down? Lit you lit a candle, I know. Well, because I need to pray for everyone here. And they're not cheap. I don't know what kind of crap Randy was holding oh, up. Oh, these are cheap. cheap. Oh, they are? Yeah. It's like a $3 candle. What? Look what? at I, it. I can't tell. They all look the same to me. No, no, no. It's not very fragrant. Oh. Is that why? And bird time. 
Okay, here, here's a timely reference. Do you remember that episode of The Office? Where Did you ever watch The Office? Uh-huh. Do you remember when uh, Michael was dating the uh, best villain of the show? I can't remember her name. Jan. Yeah, and she was making her own candles. Yes. Is Have you ever thought about that? No. Um, the wax and stuff, I don't know. That just seems icky and gross. But I have <laughs> thought about... You mean the whole candle? Yeah. It's just like, eh, not for me. It seems like too much of a kerfuffle. Well, they do have like evaporating candles. I have thought about pottery. <sighs> That's too much work. You would never do it. No, but it seems it seems like a more um adult intimate okay artistic pursuit. So you've seen rather ghosts. than <laughs> rather than candles. You think a phantom is going to come up? And- no, but like <laughs> okay. you know, make something. If I was going to pursue some sort of art where I need to um, involve my hands, okay. <laughs> it would be pottery over like woodworking or something like that. I'm, what, so what's up with the easel and all the paint that we I, have? I in, painted for about six months. I know. We have four of the paintings on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's and you gave a, Dude, imagine you'd be like Randy with, when he did bread during the quarantine. Randy did bread <laughs> once. I, I made know. like 10 paintings. You made like four. I made a couple, couple loaves. You I did pizza small, a few though. times too, but then I gave up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, what I'm referring to is the amount of equipment you bought. Didn't you have accoutrement, to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> oh you need the proper accoutrement for sure. Accoutrement is the word of uh, no, no, what did you say? Noir Vember? Noir Vember, yeah. That's it. Oh my god. It, no, it's no nut November day. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I lost that a while ago. Yeah, but same. Wait, what? Is that good or bad? I feel like that doesn't fit in with the self-deprecating. Randy, Randy and I are jerky boys, dude. Oh, okay. So you do partake in an art form that uses your hands. The art of um self-massage. Yeah, that is uh I have a lot of experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just include some finger painting. You call it like body art. I don't know. See, that's the other thing with painting is that because I'm colorblind, like my brain just kind of shuts down <laughs> no. like, and I just go with it. So that's why, nope. honestly, look at my art. It's crayon. That was the fucking <laughs> medium I chose. And? It, I don't know. I liked it. Okay. Well, I mean, you always bring that up. Like, it was dumb. I, I do weird cartoon characters, but I like it. And you're, you use it as like a weird uh, reason not to do art. You're like, oh, I'm colorblind. It's weird. But uh, what about refin? That's just my brain. That's just how my brain yeah, works. It, it'll be good. It will, I just shut down. That's true. That's if why I don't, if I don't understand something, I just shut it down. And this is why I'm trying to get you away from pottery. You know candles. You live candles. <laughs> yeah, but it just seems gross. It's very to deal with that. Get in touch with your feminine. If I side, got dude. into, I am very feminine. Look at my breasts. <laughs> <laughs> your hands are hairy, like uh, Randy's leg. My though. hands are not hairy. I, you got a little. You got like Bigfoot hands. You almost have alopecia. What was that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like but that's a good thing. People you have, want that. You have like no body hair. I know. It's actually an evolution. I'm a, a half step away from being what's, perfect. What's for your TikTok. What's your pubis situation? Uh, I don't know. It's hairy. I mean, I'm you hairy. You don't trim it down there. Any like even my armpit hair like isn't like great. Here you see it. Oh, you barely have arm hair. I know. You don't trim your pubis. Oh, no, I do. There's enough to trim. Randy, you trimming your pubes? Yeah, occasionally. You, tur- you a turtle shell down there? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is a turtle shell? 
a protection layer for it's the body of the turtle. <laughs> Brandy? Wait, what? That's what a turtle shell yeah. is? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking turtleneck. Man. I, I was thinking Steve Jobs down there. If anyone listening wants to participate <laughs> in a uh, podcast, you please say, email me. You say turtle shell, and I think cannibal holocaust. That's right where I go. Who needs help now? <laughs> we should get into candles together. Um, you know, there is a horror-themed candle company. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah I, why is that my gut reaction? I know. I like horror. You're jaded. <laughs> no, but it's just like, I imagine... it's your territory. No, no, no. Some somebody's coming in on your block. And your li- And your little... Yeah, that's exactly true. I did not corner the candle market when it comes to like no you know what it is our former third chair he um when we were doing overlook stuff he used to make a bunch of like random things to like give away for like a dollar what do you remember he made candles and they were parody no. they were parodies of the jesus oh, candle okay he didn't make them he bought them and put some stickers on them and that's immediately what i think of when you say there are horror candles i actually no, no, no. no. horror decor isn't that like a website yeah they have candles we, i think we actually bought one that looked like it was um, a bunch of bloody nails in a jar that's right Gross. and there's there- also sick wicks who's a huge fan of terror okay i regret sick this wicks. <laughs> Dude, the that's- famous limp biscuit song <laughs> i like sick wicks yeah i don't know all right I don't. Does Sickwicks make a hot dog flavored water candle? <laughs> dude, let's get a candle sponsor. Let's put all. While you're gone. Why? Dude, we should totally make Limp Biscuit candles. <laughs> <laughs> that smell like hot dog hot water? Dog. <laughs> they do well in Louisiana. <sighs> I don't. Man. Okay. What, what time do you got to leave today? I'm having fun and I don't want to cut this early, but I know we got to. Around 12. I mean, I need to leave airport around 1, but I'm not finished packing. Okay, around 12. Then we got an hour. Um, uh, How do you want to tease our format, our holiday format? Oh, yes. Uh, we have an announcement. I'm quitting the show. <laughs> for pottery. For pottery, yes. Uh, well, for the month of November, I've got a very strange and strenuous travel schedule. You then. mean Noir-vember? Yes, for Noir, <laughs> no-nut-vember. Um, I am going to be all over the place, Arizona, Mississippi. So it just, and when I'm at home, um, this is, uh, going to sound like a stereotype, but it is very true. My mother has the worst internet in the history of the world. Um, and it's just not feasible for, um, me to try to track all that down. It's just not worth the trouble because we don't charge you anything for this show. <laughs> well, we also, could do it. there's no conceivable reason outside of us just needing something to do to distract us from the pains of the universe. <laughs> there's no reason for us to do two shows a week. Uh, but we do it. We will continue to do it. And we love it. Having said that, for the remainder of this month, uh, expect one show a week from us. If something falls on our lap, Russell's term. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will we will put another episode out, but uh, we are uh, planning on releasing the show once a week on Tuesdays for the remainder of this month, and we will bring in guest hosts. We are working on um, accruing that list, and by the time that this episode comes out, uh, those people may not know that they have been. Um, They'll know that they're on our list. Okay, so we're working on that. Yeah. Uh, but we will have some guest hosts come in and carry the load. 
and also uh, make every single one of you realize that <laughs> Daddy makes the car go. <laughs> so I am um, preparing for an all-time low in listenership. <laughs> Please do not listen to these shows that are coming out. All right. Now, if these are the best numbers we've ever had, you are killing me. You, you will find know. me dead in a hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> you wouldn't know. You haven't looked at the numbers ever. There's things you don't know, dude. Uh huh. I know that. Um, also, a little behind the curtain, a little you and me guest. Clark had a mental breakdown. He broke up with his therapist, and he they're putting him in a house for two weeks. So <laughs> we're going to try and get him out. We, we have to raise money. It's a big thing, but I just did not we'll want to talk on. to her last week. <laughs> <laughs> have you been have you been keeping Randy up with that? Your mental health? No. It's my mental health. Yeah, but I feel like Randy, uh, he's probably got um life hacks that could help you out. I don't know if I have any good advice. I probably have just as many issues. <laughs> we have been talking about cooking a lot a lot though. That's right. Randy's on the uh fried rice tra- chain. Chain? Train. Are you kidding? Train. Oh, isn't that cultural you know, appropriation? It probably is, but growing up, I always <laughs> growing up, I always used to eat like when I was very young. I always used to eat rice and beans for breakfast, or I would just eat uh, leftover dinner for breakfast. Right. And then I started to feel uh, shame for eating weird, quote unquote, weird food for breakfast. And now I'm just like, you know what? Rice and eggs is cool for breakfast. <laughs> Stop saying for breakfast. <laughs> Randy, if anybody took a look at you and 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 just your general demeanor, uh huh, they would not be surprised. You only eat rice and beans for breakfast. It it's makes a good sense. Meal. You be you now. You didn't have any huevos in that. Not back in the day. No. Okay, that's fine. I have yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. People don't understand that. Like the reason why breakfast food is breakfast food because of marketing. Yep. Oh yeah. You fucking dummies. It's not just something of like. They were like, how do we sell more eggs? Well, how about let's take an entire meal of the day and say, you have eggs this time. I uh, believe the dude that wrote the book on propaganda, like literally, um, was marketing ham. So, you know, it was bacon. He saved that industry with the breakfast thing. The fact that we don't have breakfast all day, like, any, like yeah, that's what it's I'm talking weird. about. And I'll tell you, breakfast is my favorite meal, and I haven't eaten it um, for a year now. It's great. Because I, I can only do one half of my um, intermediate fasting, and that's the morning. And again, I feel weird cultural pressure, like stigma, where it's like, I don't eat my favorite food because I don't eat breakfast. So yesterday I woke up at 5 o'clock just because now Arizona has, is on mountain time zone because they do not adhere to daylight savings mm-hmm. time. So they have Like been, all the fucking sheeple out there. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> I say that ironically. I let them live their lives and I live mine. Um, so the time is different and I woke up at five and I went to the Milbray pancake house yesterday at seven in the morning. Was it packed? It started to, yeah. it started to pack. Up. Uh, yeah. That place is always busy. Yep. Um, I've got issues with their omelets. However, uh, uh, horrible, horrible hash browns, terrible potato situation there, but the Swedish pancakes is the best in the game. Yeah. It's the best Swedish pancakes ever. Well, it's not the hash brown. I house. love them. Well, the hash browns are terrible. Um, I don't understand what what is the thought process there. Single handedly, like horrible, horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful pancakes. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Just gonna say that. <laughs> cool. I don't wish I would have them right now. 
Um, Oksana made frozen frozen hash browns in the air fryer. They're mm-hmm. great. Yeah, no, frozen hash browns are the way to go. Yeah, or do they count? I feel like they're not a real hash brown, though. What, what does that mean? No. They're like a weird little patty. Like, you know, sometimes you get hash browns. I love like, a hash brown patty. Okay. No, the thing is that you want crispiness on the outside. You want it soft on the inside. Yeah. Air fryer. There you go. Beautiful. Um, okay, before we start this thing officially, uh, I, ha- I finally made a section on this spreadsheet to remind me to promote things. Like, a five submissions are still open. I... I've done such a horrible job of keeping that out there, but if you've got a weird found footage movie, if you're drunk and filming yourself and get attacked in a bathroom stall, you know, send it over. Just tell us it's fake. It'll count. <laughs> um, also, we do have dates for us. We haven't plotted out the whole thing, but at the end of March, um, the 26th and 27th, we'll be in the Balboa. Tickets aren't on sale or anything, but if you want to start planning your uh, vacay out here to beautiful San Francisco... Uh, it's the end of March. Also, um, I know I threatened y'all. I, I threatened to take away what we had just giveth for the first time, which is a beautiful Halloween Overlook merch for the first and possibly last time ever, just given our weird promotional work ethic. Um, it's still up. It's designed by Robbie. Beautiful. There's some cat designs in there. Uh, I've seen people get them. Because people have ordered them. They look fucking cool. I Have we actually ordered anything yet? Yep. God, we're fucking terrible at that. I haven't ordered anything. Also, after um, Nigel Bach came on the show and uh, plugged his box set, it sold out. So, um, fuck. Because <laughs> I really wanted one. Because of us? I'm going to say welcome. That. Also, after a little bit of poking and prodding, he did follow me on Instagram. Thank you for all the support out there. People who pointed <laughs> out he did not follow me on Instagram. Where's my follow, you fuck? Here's the thing. You got to interact. I, I finally out. I got poked by a couple of people who said, hey, he didn't follow you, so I didn't follow him. And I'm like, weird. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. So I DM'd him. I said, what's going on, man? And he said, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, more of a Twitter guy. Yeah, I know. Is he? Yeah. But, you know, small I mean, victory for us. I don't think I follow him on Twitter. And uh, I don't know. Do we have any up top news? You got anything else, Oksana, that I'm forgetting to plug? Um, No, I think that's it. Again, we're on YouTube. Those videos are coming up regularly. While Clark's gone, I haven't told him, but I'm, I think we're going to redesign this room and get the video going. You've been saying that for six months. I know. Yeah. This time I mean it a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> so if you come back, you don't have a heart attack. Just understand that I do work out of this room. <laughs> you do workouts. We'll put up a pull-up yes, bar right. for you. Um, and I think that's it. So I do my tantric yoga in here. Unless you guys got anything, I'm going to bring in... Uh, our guest. All right, let's do it. All right, fresh out of L.A., come on in. Good morning. It's November 14, 2021, and it's a Sunday. Day two of weekend projects. Today, I'm going to be working with wire. Oh, no. Epoxy. Clay, pottery, mold making rubber, uh. and <laughs> along with this, <laughs> coffee. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! And hopefully, soon, a chocolate chip cookie. Everyone. Okay. <laughs> 
Have a great day. David, what the hell? Okay. So he makes chocolate chip cookies with epoxy poly, and a white polybutane, whatever the fuck. I imagine that his keeper, his handler, or his nurse was going to come and possibly bring him a cookie on a tray. Yeah. I don't know if All he'll. Right, David. Don't be gone. You got to get better, Clark. You got to get out of that place within two weeks because I don't know if David will be here by the time you come back. I don't know. It's I think not looking too good. Dune, I think it really fucked with him. Anyway, we. I still have 30 minutes left of Dune. Oh, you were, you were watching it? Yeah, I watched the first two hours. Is that what you're going to review today? It means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to read the book, dude. I don't have to do it's shit. It's like the Bible and the Quran and like. It's just, I mean, it's it's beautiful to look at you know good job i do not care did you You're watch not down with the benny jesserate dude i don't know what, <laughs> what? <laughs> is that noir vember shit you're not down with the hazax quitterach okay <laughs> oh boy what are you bebopping randy, and scatting dude what randy, the hell? randy shows up for the episode now <laughs> oh, i may yeah. have not pronounced that second one right okay <laughs> also were that the police in your area yeah they're always here Ooh, wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, how big is that apartment complex? Uh, pretty big. I don't know. There's two buildings in the complex. Are you making? Are you making friends with neighbors? Do you know your neighbors? You know, I've not seen a single neighbor. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I leave my apartment building in the morning. Never see anybody. I get home. Never see anybody. And then I don't leave my house most of the time after that, and I don't see anybody. Do you hear anybody? No, it's surprisingly quiet besides the uh, street noise. So when you finally do run into somebody, are you going to (laughs) scream? No. Are you going to? I don't know, maybe. Are you going (laughs) to invite them over for a uh, dinner breakfast of (laughs) rice and beans? I might have to. Yeah. So what, your, your washer and dryer's in unit? Yeah, correct. Okay. How far is your car? What? Not too far. Okay. The garage is about, I can enter the garage. So I leave my building into like a hallway and then the door that goes to the garage is like 30 feet away. Okay. So I don't have many Very chances close. to run into people, I guess. Okay. We started the show officially. Why are you grilling him about his apartment? I'm just trying to understand his lifestyle. Oh, our, you- our son <laughs> is on the other side of the country, and I'm trying to protect him. Christian and Colby got him. The cellar dwellers are looking out his for him. His foster parents can only do so much. <laughs> he knows where he came from. All right. All right, son. <laughs> so tell us about uh, what you've seen this week. So I was in uh, California for a brief period last week, and um, you had a period stayed with my parents. <laughs> yeah, stayed with my parents, and uh, my parents know that the only thing I really care to do is uh, watch movies. So um, the day before I left, we went to the uh, Regal Cinemas in Pleasanton and saw Spencer because my parents actually kind of wanted to see it too. Um, so yeah, Spencer is the new film by Pablo Lorraine. Uh, featuring Kristen Stewart about Princess Diana. Um, this movie is, yeah, about Princess Diana. It essentially takes place around like 1991. Uh, it's not like historically accurate from what I uh, have read. Like some things, like c- were kind of inspired by like her and like the royal family and stuff. 
the royal family I do not give a shit about. Uh, I don't really care about <laughs> British royalty at all. But I'm really into uh, the stuff that I've seen from Pablo Lorraine. He did Jackie, which I loved, uh, featuring Natalie Portman as Jackie, Jackie O. Uh, starring Natalie Portman. Why do you do that where you say featuring and you should say starring? <laughs> it drives me crazy. Know. Same word, pretty much. No, it is not. <laughs> But yeah, uh, his new movie, Spencer, um, with Kristen Stewart playing Princess Diana is, I like it a lot. I haven't seen Jackie in a while. I don't know which one I like better. Um, this, uh, Spencer, um, has a score by Johnny Greenwood, which is fantastic. It gets very loud at times. Ooh la la. Um, yeah. So the movie takes place like around Christmas time, um, when, Princess Diana's husband is like having an affair and they're kind of deciding to, you know, call off the uh, relationship, but they kind of got to keep up appearances for like their children and stuff around the holidays. Um, but yeah, the movie basically is just like kind of about Princess Diana's like headspace, um, about feeling like very trapped and like claustrophobic and very anxious. It's almost shot kind of like the shining or like a, a, Hitchcock like during like the British period or something um cinematography is amazing the cinematographer also shot portrait of a lady on fire um so it looks beautiful I think it might have been shot on film I didn't do that research but it looks very uh filmic um yeah Kristen Stewart's great uh it it feels very much like a psychological movie at times and kind of feels like a horror movie at times Timothy Spall is in this movie he plays kind of like um a dude that is supposed to like look over um, Princess Diana and his like long face and the way that they shoot him, he looks like he should be like Grady from The Shining or something. It's like, it's shot really like creepy and weird. Um, There's also some like pretty, like some lighter moments. So it's not all like anxiety inducing um, claustrophobia. There's some really like sweet moments with uh, Princess Diana and her children that um, I don't know. I really like too. Yeah, I would uh, I, w- I would highly recommend it if you're, uh, I don't know, into kind of moody, melancholic kind of like drama slash not necessarily a horror movie, but feels kind of creepy. Oh, we got Sean Harris in here too? Yeah, Sean Harris is good too. I love Timothy. Oh, this is good. Also, can I say, Chris Stewart's never looked more attractive to me. Yeah, she looks great in that and movie. She does here. Yeah. yeah. You definitely see like a lot of Kristen Stewart in it. Like I wouldn't say she like disappears like into the role. Like I don't, you know, I wasn't that old when like princess Diana was around. So I don't really like remember a whole lot about princess Diana. Uh, so I don't know like how much she looks like her, but uh, you know, a little bit of Kristen Stewart like kind of escapes into it. And I think like they casted her like, well, um, well, she like, like what? she's a vampire for like one act. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. She has that like anxiety Nothing. and that like angst. Um, that I think like really suited the role. So, all right. Yeah. Um, two things come to mind. One, how much mouth breathing does she do in the movie? I don't know. I don't think a ton. Oh, she's really pulling out her acting chops for this one. <laughs> now, number two, you know, Kay Stu, she's weird. She's kind of like a lowbrow actress that will do like weird shit, like not good. Like she's not a lowbrow. I don't know. No, she's like an A. She's like an A minus, you know, star. She reminds me of Megan Fox. If they could take away how trashy Megan Fox was, 
Sure. Like, she, yeah. like here, K-Stu looks like elegant and beautiful. And like K-Stu star- has talent. Yeah, but Megan, Megan Fox, is. she's also like not a terrible actress and she's very pretty, but she always like, it's like she's got the trailer park aura in everything she does. Megan Fox? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, she looks like K-Stu could have that kind of lowbrow kind of um, uh, energy. Like, I don't know, but she, it can turn it on and off. Like, mm-hmm. I... There's something weird there. I, I really like Did you like never see too. Personal Shopper? I own it. I never watched it. Watch Personal Shopper? What are I, you doing? Well, the thing is, our schedule's so tight. Like, oh to God. just watch a movie that I'm not going to talk about. I ain't <laughs> you talk do about a- Personal Shopper. Why would you talk about Personal Shopper? Retread? I don't know. It's a segment on the show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's demeaning. And, I, you know, every time we do a retread, a car dies. And I don't want to kill that car. <laughs> Well, those cars won't be around in, in 15 years, thanks to Gavin. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, well, um, do well, they ever shop at a Spencer's in this movie? All right. <laughs> now, you know. Yeah, she buys some dildos or something. God damn. <laughs> I know you said dildos, but it sounded like you said dodos. Dodo, that's what I heard, too. <laughs> okay. It's because Randy's very innocent. I know. Um, you know who wrote this? Uh, Stephen Knight. Stephen Knight. Yep. You know Stephen Knight. I know Tommy Day. Click on Stephen Knight. Stephen Knight. <laughs> so Stephen Knight is one of the more interesting screenwriters, um, that we have. His work just covers an insane amount of territory, and um, so he wrote Serenity. Serenity now. That incredible. Lead, terrible movie from mm-hmm. 2019. I see um, Peaky Blinders up there. He wrote Peaky Blinders. He also wrote. So is that about a voyeur? I don't know anything about <laughs> Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Bl- no, Peaky Blinders is like uh, Killian Murphy plays a a fucking little ragamuffin in the 30s as a gangster or some shit. Does he ever peek through the blinders? All right, I gave up on Peaky <laughs> Blinders because it is a period piece and it opens up with a Nick Cave song. Uh-oh. And I said, no, thank Dude, you. Nick Cave. You know, he came up while we were playing uh, Adventure of Conqueror King last night. Oh. Because these vampires all have weapons that have human right hands on them. Red right hand. Yeah, red right hand. And I thought, oh, Nick Cave. And Dan's like, no, the Bible. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dan's idea. I just was like, oh, well, Nick Cave was writing the Bible. A portion of Nick Cave songs come from okay. the Bible. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you know who one of the many producers on Spencer was? Well, before uh, before we get to that, so <laughs> Stephen Knight also created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Then that's what he'll be and known then, for. Uh, scroll up. What else did he write? Uh, Eastern Promises. He wrote uh, the Bobby Fisher movie. No one saw. Uh, yeah, just a. Uh, uh, he also wrote Lock with Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, the, I, what is the girl in the spider's web? Is that a girl with the dragon tattoo? I think so. Yeah, it is. I, I that that shit is is insufferable. <laughs> insufferable. I hate all of that bullshit. He wrote Spencer. He also wrote Hot Topic, the biopic about the uh, famous mall store. You're on fire. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who's who's the producer? Uh, director of Tony Erdman. Oh, there's like eight producers on the film, but she's one of them. Now, Dude, you know Clark's an airhead. <laughs> Indeed. That, now you're back. I'm back. Um, weren't they supposed to do an American remake? Did that I get, thought so, yeah. Hopefully get, it got canned. Yeah. Oh, so it's <laughs> going to can. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was supposed to be Kristen Wiig and Jack Nicholson. Fuck yeah. Blech. Well, you know, the big rage right now is fucking Paul Rudd and uh, what's his name? The original shouty guy. Elf. The fuck's his name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. They, they have a new show on Apple TV. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I know. I kind of like Paul Rudd. Randy, anything else? Uh, not too much. I've just been watching some noir films on Criterion. <laughs> they have a, a Fox Noir section. I watched Niagara this morning. A Fox News Noir? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm in. Um, yeah, I watched Niagara. It features uh, Marilyn Monroe. It's actually a color, uh, Technicolor Noir. It's pretty good. And then I watched another one called uh, Hangover Square. Noir. Yeah. What's that called? What's the name of the movie? Niagara takes place around Ooh. Niagara Falls. <laughs> that's good. I like it. Yeah, that's it. I like Technicolor because I'm colorblind. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you like techno. No. <laughs> I was going to wait. All right. I'm going to bomb confidently today. That's gonna, my new motto. I'm gonna, I, I did it for five years. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it for five um, and a half. All right, stop. <laughs> I saw three movies. I will talk about one and a half, kind of. <laughs> last week, uh, I totally could have talked about this movie last week, because I saw it before we talked about it, and then I totally forgot that I saw it. Anonymous Animals. This is a film that played... Randy, how did you see this? Because I, I think it played at one of the same film festivals that we were in. Was this at... Um, I don't remember. How did you see it? I can't remember. Chattanooga, maybe something. I, I, I don't know. I Sundance. thought maybe it was Chattanooga. It may have been something else, but it played at a film festival that I was um, a part of. Uh, you know, at least it bought a pass to or whatever. We're talking twenty twenty, right? This was, was it, last year. Was it Nightstream? It may have been. It okay, was playing yeah. one. It was playing one of the festivals. Uh, maybe play even played a couple, but I remember it being in the festival circuit last year, and then it is out for rental and uh, purchase now, at least digitally, uh, for purchase. I'm not sure about the physical copy for all you fucking nerds who need <laughs> shit. Uh, but so I was like, oh, anonymous animals. Didn't mean to see this. Also, I remember the runtime being 70 minutes. Oh, and actually, no, that's incorrect. The runtime is 64 minutes. It Love is it. one hour and four minutes long. This is the longest one hour and four minute movie <laughs> in the history of cinema. There is absolutely positively no words being spoken in this movie. And that's not where my problem okay. was. Um, this movie is not for me. I did not get into this story for one second. As oh. far as the big picture commentary, what they were doing, it, it comes across as um, derivative and tired. And that is essentially man is the most dangerous game oh. as men are being hunted by animals. But these animals are dressed like men and it's just uh, giant deers and giant dogs as humans with a dog head and putting men in cages and then killing them and smoking cigarettes. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Wait, and you're not into it. No. Wait, uh, I just realized I'm bad at my job. What movie are you talking about? Anonymous Animals. 
It's the Randy Retreat. <laughs> I hate that. Now, Randy, you you talked about this, but I you kind of you you want you didn't you set it up in a way to where you still you know um, we could explore in the mystery and the aura, and you didn't really <laughs> tell us so much as I yeah. did in thirty seconds, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, I didn't just go through the plot from start to start to <laughs> end. No and plot. Say everything. There's no plot. I know. Um, no, I, I I don't really remember a whole lot of it. I remember thinking like the first ten minutes were cool, and then I think I yeah got tired of it from there. Yeah, I just um look. This movie is not for me. As listed as a fantasy thriller. Okay. Did you ever watch The Tribe? No. We should do that. The runtime. Now, I'll tell you, it's not a silent film, but it is no dialogue. Like, because, you know, they can't speak. But it's also an hour 40, if I remember correctly. No, I thought it was like two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's it's long. But I I really had nothing to compare Anonymous Animals to when I was looking it up. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's like The Tribe. But I think I think you've effectively kept me away from it now. Look, it's short. It looks interesting. Um, you know, look, man, this is an indie movie, and it's not my play. That's why I'm saying this movie's not for me. I didn't care for it. Um, but you know, go and see these movies. You know, I, I've got you know. What country? The director's name is Baptiste Rav- French. Okay, it looked non-English. Like, well, there's no language being spoken, so that's not the problem. Yeah, but you know how like foreign. It films- is. I believe it is a French production. How much do you think it costs to make that movie? Mm, what's their currency in France? Franks? <laughs> <laughs> Franco, dude. What well, was at one point, I think. <laughs> um, let's see. You're right. The tribe is over two hours long. It's like 210. Yeah. It's fucking good. Well, did, Randy, did we watch it with you in the theater? Yeah, I think we saw it at Roxy. Yep. Beautiful. I also saw. Now, last week, if you remember. One Russell John, the Fisherman, talked about the Deep House, mm-hmm. which is written and directed by the French duo Alexandra Bustillo and Julian Maury. Uh, yeah, uh, you understand? Yeah. These very nice, uh, very talented uh, French gentlemen. I don't know if they're nice. They could be fucking assholes, <laughs> but I like their movies. So I watched. A movie that they did from 2017. Maybe their biggest American movie. What is this their only English language movie? Um well the Deep House was Oh the Deep sorry, House. Your mic's yes. off. The Deep House that, that's correct. Yeah, Deep House is English language. Um from 2017, Leatherface. Now Leatherface, this had a weird distribution, right? It was Louisiana Face. Because it was <laughs> it was like direct TV. But did, did this have a theatrical yeah. release? It did? Yep. Okay. I have no recollection. I remember this coming out and just in one ear out the other yeah. made um, no impression on me whatsoever. Um, I did not not enjoy this. Yeah. There's some there's some good things in here. Ultimately, um, the purpose and the story are not the strong suit for this. Um, you know, does this need to be made? No. But honestly, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me because it, the movie it's on should be its own merit. So who cares if it shouldn't exist? If it's fucking good, 
than it deserves to be existent. This is this is uh, serviceable enough. I, I I enjoyed some of the things in here, and also Stephen Dorff, man, Stephen Dorff is great, and he is just a lunatic asshole sheriff, and I love him. He's great. And this is essentially the origin of Leatherface. And uh, we spend a lot of time in a mental hospital. And, um, you know, they escape said mental hospital. Um, and, you know, these guys, their bread and butter is gore. And they, it's, they're good. They're very talented. Yep. And, um, you know, that that is the strong point of the movie. There's some gnarly stuff in here. And um, they... They don't cut corners when it matters coming to practical effects. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Leatherface. I think that this was not very well received. I don't think it did well at all. But, um, yeah, there was some good stuff in here. I liked it. Yeah, also Gunnar Hansen's, like, last real movie appearance. I think he did two more after that that were smaller production. But I think uh, the horror community just didn't really dig it like they do that shit where it's like jason x oh i hate it it's different but you can never win with the franchise people film. love jason x no not at the time there's a core now yeah well jason x was pre like real internet culture and that's where that movie belonged because it's doing a lot of interesting genre stuff and like it plays with ip and i mean you got cronenberg in it it's just you need you know avid wikipedia people in that discourse for all the easter eggs after your new marvel movie yeah i remember really liking it and i love the rampage in the carnival that happens and it's one of those things where for a slasher film that's what people always say they want and then they get it and they're like "Ooh, it was dumb and like oh, shut the fuck up that's good stuff. I, I think there should never be a reason not to make a franchise like slasher film like why not you can do no wrong and the weirder they are the more they stand out the last film I saw was a film called Joyride. No, it is not from Joyride from 2001 uh, before the towers fell. This is so it Joyride. doesn't have a truck killer. In this it. is Joyride from 2021, 20 years after the towers fell, uh, featuring and starring Randy. Randy's in it. <laughs> yeah, Randy's yeah. in it. Bobcat Goldthwait and Dana Gould. They did a documentary about their uh, comedy tour, the two of them through the American South. And during said tour, they got into a pretty bad car wreck where uh, Bobcat Goldthwait had a pretty severe concussion. <laughs> and they talk about that. Um, and that's sort of how it opens up. And then the majority of the movie is just, you know, uh, them, you know, retrospective about their lives and, uh, their comedy careers and then a good portion of the movie is also uh performance of them on stage and it's lovely uh i i you know these are two of my favorite you know comedians of all time and uh i enjoyed every second of this <laughs> it's highly enjoyable and how do they hook up with paul walker what you've never seen that the other joy ride have you no yeah paul walker's in it I, now i remember yeah, and Lily Sobieski or whatever. I know, I know her. And Steve Zahn. No, you don't know him. No, Steve Zahn. Oh, Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah, I know Steve Zahn. Written by J.J. Abrams. I like Steve Zahn. I feel like you're gonna have to watch a Joyride now. Saving Silverman. You know, it's about automobiles. One of your favorite things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like now, Randy. You also saw Joyride, correct? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It's uh, it's delightful. 
I don't know too much about Dana Gould. Um, I know I've heard him on podcasts and stuff here and there, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was fun. I heard he's a Gould guy. Dana Gould is my. <laughs> I love Dana Gould, and uh, he loves you. I may have stolen my personality off of Dana Gould to a certain extent. <laughs> But and uh, they both have incredible uh, stories and jokes. It's wonderful, um, Randy. The uh, the Bobcat uh, joke about the airplane, yeah, wonderful. And then Dana Gould's joke about uh, Coco the gorilla, wonderful. Oh, yeah, that was good wonderful. One. See this tonight. You're just talking about jokes without. I'm just a secret handshake with Randy. All right, cool. Joyride. Check it That's out. Good. It's short. Yeah, it's. An hour ten or something. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Uh, directed uh, by Bobcat, obviously is he's a filmmaker. But Bobcat talks a lot about you know his persona and how he just um, wanted to not be famous anymore. Yeah, I get it. And he's like, I I hated that. And he said, you know, because he he set the Tonight Show on fire, mm-hmm. and Leno sued him, and the whole thing, and and, and uh, Seinfeld made fun of him. Oh, he goes deep into that. All right. They play the clip from the show. Oh, right. Yeah. And he goes after Seinfeld. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, but he's like, I just, I wanted to be behind the camera. I was tired of being in front of the camera, and I just, I did not want to be famous anymore. Now, I'd be a fool, and I'd be amiss to not mention or ask, is there any mention of Willow Creek? Not at all. Motherfucker. Not at all. <laughs> no. I mean, he does have a tattoo of the poster on him. They do go to a video store in one of the cities that they're touring, and they do have a section in that video store that says Bobcat Goldthwait directed by, Yeah, and they misspell his name. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, it's about right. (laughs) Yeah, really, really enjoy Joyride. All right, Russell, go. What up? (laughs) I watched a movie that, um, you know, we planned it out. Clark, you know, he's not here very often, so I canceled all the plans. Me and Oksana got a good dinner prepared, mood lighting. We kept up all the Halloween lights, and we prepared for an evening in with Clark so we could watch a movie that was geared up for Clark, starring an uh, actor I'm not very familiar with, but, you know, a lot of the genre fans seem to like him. His name's uh, Charlie Bronson, I think. Charles Bronson, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've seen him around. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, uh, this is going to be great. Clark will share some knowledge with me, really hold my hand through this long, cultured uh, film history career that Charles Bronson has. And um, we watched uh, 10 to Midnight, which, if you remember, we covered Silent Rage, which was Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers. Great. And um, we loved it. And, I mean, that one is really Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers. When we were talking to Robbie Smith a little bit ago, he mentioned that Bronson had a similar film, which is 10 to Midnight. Um, the synopsis goes, an LAPD detective and his rookie partner on the trail of a psych- psychopathic young man who is murdering young women. What not to like there? Um, I believe you got a little bit into it. You made 20 minutes. Look, I had just gotten back. <laughs> from my airplane flight i was tired and also antsy at the same time i was just not in the zone i get it also it much like silent rage it's an hour 40 so it's a little bit long um 
If you remember our coverage of Silent Rage, we talk about the middle being like a fucking slog. This one, not so much. This is a really weird film, though. Um, especially coming in thinking of it in the format of kind of like action horror film. I mean, clearly we're doing a psychopathic. Like, uh, if you listen to Cinematic Oblivion in their coverage of the slasher, they talk a lot about the difference between a Silence of the Lambs and like um, Texas Chainsaw. And it's really perspective and how we treat our killer. In a psychopath movie, kind of like Maniac, we follow them around a lot and we know what they're doing and we see what they're up to. This is that kind of film. We spend a lot of time with the killer who's a not as handsome. He looks like kind of like a uh, low rent American psycho. He's naked a lot in this movie, although we never see his junk. Um, They do a little bit of uh, clever coverage of his genitalia that led Oksana to believe they were doing a um, kind of like a sleepaway camp thing or he was a eunuch. I, yeah. I thought he was a eunuch, especially cause he's, he's like severely repressed sexually. Eunuch <laughs> is meaning no genitals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually, you know, you create a eunuch so that they uh, are passive. They're not very aggressive. They won't take your throne. I'm fully aware. My mother and father created a eunuch. Continue. <laughs> oh, the brother we don't talk about. Me. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure. Also, you know, uh, I believe they used to do it in the church, right? You create a eunuch so you could keep your prepubescent voice and be a very high singer. Anyway, he wasn't a eunuch, so we can uh, get off that Uh, topic. What what do they call those? Um, uh, A castrata. You made that. No, 100%. It's really called a castrata. castrata. Yeah, because you were were castrated. It's like a mean joke. Was Sonata castrata? Sonata? Sinatra? Sinatra. Oh, that doesn't Sonata Castro. Hey, you know, I'm bebopping Stanton hey, like Randy over I here. I got no fucking balls away. <laughs> Welcome to Noir Vember. Um, again, we're talking noir. This is a film about uh, Charles Bronson, who is kind of a tenured uh, police officer. He's been around and people respect him. Kind of a dick. Also, he does what it takes to get the job done. Now, I'm going to go a little bit lightweight spoilage here because the beginning of the movie, we have uh, actually, I want to mention in the first act, there's a moment where our killer goes to the movie theater. And dude, it's a great movie theater horror movie scene. He scopes out the line. Remember when there were lines out the door at movie theaters? And he sees a couple of girls. And he goes up to the the ticket taker. And he's like, what's that girl's name? She knows it. I don't know why. Uh he follows him in and he starts aggressively hitting on this girl like hardcore. Her friends kind of into it. She's not. And you're like, what are we doing here? Bronson is no, no, you actually saw this part of the movie, the American psycho killer guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, then he yeah. goes in the bathroom and he starts taking out gloves and we're, but they're not like black glove killer. They're like white glove COVID style. Yeah. Then we're in one Latex. of these, we're in one of these like retrofitted theaters, I guess, where they have, you know, a window, uh, five feet above the toilet, which he climbs out of, gets to the roof, and we're like, "What? what is going on here? Then we see him in the woods doing a slasher kind of, I'm showing up while people are fucking in the back of a car, and it's daytime. He's naked. He stabs the shit, like, I mean, like, stabs the shit out of the dude, chases the girl, murders her, comes back to the theater, and it's nighttime again. I was totally confused here. He was naked when all that was happening, too. Yeah, and he comes back, you know, he gets rid of the gloves, he comes back in there, he starts bugging the girls again. So this shows up about midway through the movie, when 10 to Midnight turns into a procedural, 
and it turns into navigating the law because they cannot get anything on this dude. He's Dexter before Dexter. He knows how to work a crime scene. Also, I should mention the first act. There was a poster of our lead on the wall in a gi in a karate pose. They never talk about it in this it's movie. It's so good. It is so good. I lost it. <laughs> it is fantastic. Anyway, back to the procedural. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this because uh, I think it might get people to watch the movie. While, while uh, we're doing this, there's a subplot where Bronson has a daughter. She shows up on screen and instantly is like, weird how nobody knows I exist, including my dad. This is the whole dynamic. Also, they're on it. They feel like they could be a couple in this movie. It's really weird. Anyway, he's got a hot shot, like new partner who's by the book and good looking. And he starts flirting around with the daughter, yada, yada, yada. But he's, he's a bit of a silver spoon. Exactly. And, uh, they're a little at conflict where Bronson's kind of like bittered and, uh, is he's ready to throw the book out the window and just do what's right. And, uh, what ends up happening is he gets fed up with this killer and we get this weird scene where he goes to a, I believe it was a mortuary or somewhere. I don't know. It was the basement of a hospital or something where they were keeping the evidence. And there's a kid who seemed way too young smoking weed with his feet up on the table down there. And he walks in. He's like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. While that guy's doing something, he's getting him a file. He goes in and steals a blood sample from one of the victims. Takes it out. Puts it all over the clothes. He... This is my favorite part of the movie. There's an element here where Bronson starts stalking the killer. and But it's like we're hitting all the slasher vibes. Like he feels kind of Michael Myers. Anyway, he breaks into his apartment, puts the blood on his clothing, and frames him. And it's working. The thing is, uh, the defendant has a lawyer who's like, this is bullshit. You, you planted it. There's no way he, th- you planted it. And uh, he kind of gets to his partner. And his partner starts looking into it. And he's like... Did you plan it? And they have this intense LAPD or like law and order moment in the courthouse where he's like, 20 years ago, I would have been like you. This job's changed me. Oh my God. I'll, you know, you watch the movie to find out what happens. That whole plot could have been cut out of the film. Mm. It, it didn't need to be there, but I'm kind of glad it was there. It needs to be there. It's a procedural. It's still like if you're coming in, you have to be aware of this because if you want some silent rage action, it's a lull in the middle again, but uh, it comes back around. And the dude who's playing fucking uh, young American psycho, who is he? I don't know who he is. Young American. He he was really good. Um, young American. I think, I think it's gonna be a bummer because if you watch it alone, it won't be as fun. Mm. But now you, um, I wanted to watch this with you because Wilford Brimley is not a name that comes to mind for me. Yeah. It's for me, baby. He plays Captain Malone. I'm sure there are other people in here who uh, you would have pointed out and enjoyed. Well, you know, you know, Wilford Brimley from, from Seinfeld. Yeah. But I, again, I didn't make that connection until Mr. Kramer. Yeah. He's got a hell of a face. He's one of those dudes that you're like, this guy's been in a million movies I've seen, but yeah, he's got diabetes. For my first uh, introduction to Bronson, not a lot of fisticuffs in this movie. It's more like... Uh, well, he, this is an older Bronson, babe. Okay. Yeah, I'm 83. That's yeah. older Bronson. That's older Is Bronson, Bronson dead? He's been dead. How'd he die? Time. Skydiving, actually. <laughs> Randy, how'd he die? Got hit by a train. Oh, my God. <laughs> On accident. If y'all are going to fuck with me, at least make it good, please. 
Are you looking it up? I, I don't like, know you, how he died. You were, you were the Bronson historian. What am, I, what am I, the death museum over here? Dude, okay. Uh, next week, Been we're going to do a segment called The Bronze Age. <laughs> you know how he died? He was 80 fucking one. That's how he died. And that's right president age for our era right now. Dude. Again, Bronson, I hardly knew you. I enjoyed you here, but um, yeah, I, he stopped acting in 99. Okay. I wonder if there's any weird like stories about late age Bronson. Uh, the last thing he was in, uh, you know, he made a bunch of Death Wish movies, and then he got into this TV movie franchise called Family of Cops. <laughs> <laughs> so in ninety five, in ninety five, we've got Family of Cops. In ninety seven, we've got Breach of Faith, a Family of Cops two. Then in ninety nine, Family of Cops three, under suspicion. Dude, that's tight. Again, if I'm thinking of like older oh, actors, dude. look at this poster. Uh, oh, that's good. Family of Cops three. God, it almost looks like Police Academy or oh, something. We gotta watch Family of Cops. Yeah, I'll watch it if you have a if you're strapped to the chair and you can't leave. Well, this is the, I get. I I'm antsy on travel days. What do you want out of me? <laughs> so it's got to be a Saturday when you're here. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. All right. Well, okay. Uh, if I know, then we can make it happen. Anyway, you know, Chuck Norris, uh, Bronson, of all the like barrel chested genre tough guys, I think I'm still Wings, my favorite. Mr. Hauser. Oh, he's great. Wings Hauser's great. Yeah. Who's, who's your favorite? You need, you need a little bit more time with Bronson. We, um, oh, well, I don't know Wings very well either. Yeah. Gotta- uh, just to be fair, like, well, I mean, look, Vice Squad is one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, played. yeah. It's the Neon Slime, Russell. Dude, I'd, I'd play that song all the fucking time in the car. Are we going to watch Electric Jesus? Are you going to... You can't just name drop that. It is taken over my life. Jesus found his way back in with a <laughs> lame parody of a hair metal band with a lame character from the office playing their manager with great songs. Wait, isn't that's like a trope. Whenever there's like a band movie, the manager is always a never was actor, like never an A-lister. It's always somebody who might be a draw. I can't think of one example right now, but I feel like that's a true statement. I don't know. What about Uncle Peckerhead, dude? You know what I do think of is The Rocker. You remember that with fucking Moonface? Sunk a studio. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've talked about that. Okay, so Electric Jesus. Is that what it's called? Electric Commando? Electric Jesus. Commandos for Christ is one of their songs. Also, you've got to listen to the song Barabbas. Are you still not going to watch the movie? Maybe not, but I'm listening to those songs. On loop. So, Randy, uh, last night when we were uh, waiting to throw on the film, Clark put on YouTube and we found this video. I guess he was on Amazon Prime digging around and he came across a, what, is it a comedy? Yeah. A comedy about some gospel kids that make a hair metal band. Yeah, in the 80s. And the music is legit. I give it a Hmm. uh, check. It, It passes that. Actually, I added some of it to my Spotify. It's good. And Clark was like, I w- refuse to watch this movie. But now you've been talking about it for a whole day. Are you going to watch it? I don't know. You think I'll the wa- movie might ruin it? Dude, Yeah. watch it with your mom when you go home. Randy, the trailer is rough. <laughs> also, interesting um, choice here. The lead singer of the band in the movie is the actual lead singer on the album, like yeah. on the, the recording. But the rest of the kids are not in the band. 
and he's got a great voice like he could do it yeah he looks not like an actor though he's got a little butt chin but he looks kind of like stubby and kind of he looks like a front man for a christian hair metal band i know and it's a trip yeah i don't know i watch it with your mom or come back and we can watch it this tease is for four weeks away Yeah, we that got was, a, we got a fan out. That was weird. That did not pick up on the mic. Either. I know, but Cut that was thread. as soon as Russell left, then we hear someone laughing out in the street because we live with a bunch of scumbags. <laughs> All right, we did this in just over an hour. This, yeah, was, this yeah. was good work today, guys. Again, I got the TBR report an hour before we started, so that cut some time out. All right, well, that can be a tease that you can do with one of our several guest hosts, which will be coming. All right. Anything else? Any other oh, Jim coming? Was that the tease? No, it was not. Oh, I get excited. Anything else? Um, I love everybody. Thank you for listening. Remember, we are terrible at promoting, so we can use all of your help. If you want to share it, if you want to harass a friend, play a mean joke on your mom, just, you know, play the podcast. Let it run in the background. Yep. We're on YouTube. Play that. Help Terrell out. He's good at what he does. He gives away movies. Maybe he'll give you one. Randy? It's funny you said that because I was actually going to do a uh, a plug section for to follow us on all the things. So, um, oh yeah, also just like us on all the things and uh, give us five stars on the uh, whatever you listen to this on. And then um, since it's Noir Vember, send us your uh, favorite film noirs. That's what you came up with. Right? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh... We'll Tune in you. next week for when I am hosting the show and you get to hear more of this. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. You're still you're still an option, right? All right. If someone drops out, I'll do I, it. I like how he's not the top of the list. Like, <laughs> Hell no. We actually, the person we talked about. We offered the job to Oksana and she said no. <laughs> Randy would do it better. She actually I would reluctantly do it. You would. <laughs> we'll see you next week.